to Trek Companion. This is episode 276. I'm your host, Brian Williams. I'm Adam Caesar. I- I'm Stephen Embry. Sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I got something in my throat right when I said it. I was like, <laughs> all right, let's do it again. No, I like it. <laughs> okay, you keep it. Whatever you want to do. Uh, today we're discussing Discovery's third season episodes, People of Earth and Forget Me Not. Here we go. <laughs> People of Earth, Season 3, Episode 3, original release date, October 29th, 2020. Directed by Jonathan Frakes, written by Bo Yun Kim and Erica Leopold. Guest cast include Michelle Yeoh as Philippa Giorgio, Lou Del Barrio as Adira Tal, Christopher Heyerdahl as Wynn, Adil Hussein as Aitiat Sahil, Fusium Sitol as Nadoye, Kenneth Welsh as Sina Tal, Emily Coots as Kayla Detmer, Patrick Kwok Jun as Jen Rees, Oyen Oladehu as jo- Joanne Oasekun, Ronnie Rowe Jr. as R.A. Bryce, Sarah Midich as Nilsson, Fode Bangura as Alien Merchant, Sean Campbell as Supervising Inspector, Raleigh Gilchrist as Andorian Regulator, Xavier Lopez as Crew Member, Fabio Tesson as Book's Ship Computer, and David Benjamin Tomlinson as Linus. <laughs> And a log entry set to be automatically transmitted if and when Discovery is found. Michael Burnham describes her year spent apart from the ship in the future, as well as the nature of the burn and the collapse of the Federation. She explains that she became a courier in order to search for clues at what caused the burn. She looks for ways to reunite the Federation and search for Discovery. But her log is interrupted when she receives a notification that Discovery has been detected. Finally reunited, Burnham and Discovery crew journey to Earth, eager to learn what happened to the Federation in their absence. The first ship we sent for help to our home planet was fired upon and destroyed. Now then we knew we were on our own. Earth has had to have strong defense protocols in the name of self-preservation. We didn't know. Now you do. Captain Indoyer. Can Earth provide engineers and equipment to Titan so an accident like that doesn't happen again? And assuming Titan's research was not lost, perhaps it could be shared with Earth in return. I'm willing to discuss terms. As am I. I do remember a couple of weeks ago, I think you both, but especially you, Adam, felt so strongly about how weird Burnham was acting, considering it had only been a year. And I didn't, I didn't quite agree with that, the intensity of your feelings. I guess I still don't, but I, I did see it a lot more in this episode, like when, when Burnham first goes to her station and she's like touching her screen. It's, she's touching it like she hasn't seen it in 20 years. <laughs> it, that is weird. You know, it, it 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 was the first time I really thought, okay, it's only been a year. This is silly. So I think they would have served themselves by maybe having an episode showing Burnham doing her thing during the year. You know, we get that little, we just get kind of get a montage and, you know, like I said, her log entry about like what went down. So as an audience, you're not in the same emotional place as she is because really we have no idea what she went through and it's only been an episode before that, you know, that she was with the crew. So it's emotionally as an audience, you're not with the character. And, and it's not that's... like, I mean, we saw that montage of what she went through. It's not like what she went through was 
bad or something, right? I mean, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't like she was in prison being tortured for a year. I don't know. Yeah, she was with her hunky guy on the cool ship. It didn't look like well, that bad a deal. That was one thing. It, it's clear that she was only with him like half the time. Like she was self-sustaining. I don't know what ship she was using or where she was yeah, living well, or any of that, that Yeah, we don't know any of that. But it's she kind of... was only with him like half the time-ish. You know, she was not with him the whole time. That's something I didn't remember from the first time watching it. But it, that seemed to be pretty clear this time. I, I don't know if it is clear or not. You Did, know, Steve, what was your take there? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's particularly clear, but I see what you're saying. And that's kind of the problem is that they, they don't, you know, you, you don't you don't have a place to leap off from. I mean, if, if, if they wanted to say that, like if they wanted to make it clear that she's had some time alone and some time with him and some time under duress and sometimes not, they didn't do a very good job of it. I mean, if they... If, they either need to do something extreme, like we said last time, with in terms of the the time away from discovery, or they needed to do something elaborate with her time away. Like that year was something that we can't even imagine, and they have to describe it over the course of two episodes or a season or something dramatic, because otherwise it just feels like it's a it's something we've seen before. And oh, fun! There was a year gap in our timeline you know i don't know it just it just wasn't compelling and then they like you said this whole bit about discovery was so foreign to her when she returned yeah. seemed absurd you know but the one thing they were going for that i thought uh was appropriate and worthwhile is this idea that she has as tilly says she let them go and she kind of yeah had moved on and saru doesn't understand that and once her back um so she doesn't have the mindset to be captain let alone xo or to serve on this team you know she's spent so much time alone that that's interesting and i know they're going to spend a little bit of the season discussing that and we we've and as we said spoilers are allowed here so we know where she's going to get by the end of the season um is going to be to this kind of place but but we did get to see how her hair transformed, though. That was, that was really, you know, that was how they showed us how much time it must be. I was just thinking, you know, if we could have just gotten that montage in Next Gen with Riker's beard, you know, because mm-hmm. one season he doesn't have and the next season he does. I mean, how did it come to fruition? That would have been dramatic. Some, like, kind of old-school CGI, you know, yeah. with the no, growth. I- well, well, I mean, did he, did he grow up the mustache first, or did he, go, did he have a goatee, or did he just I think go in the Federation, beard? it's in Starfleet, rather. It's like working at Disneyland. You can grow a beard, but you have to do it, like, while you're on vacation. Okay. Mm. You can't do it while you're... So he was at Ryza. Yeah. But seriously, the point about them not bringing us emotionally to, you know, basically stating in a factual sense something, that's a key problem, because if, if you just tell us what's going on, it's kind of like reading a treatment for a story versus actually creating something that's compelling to watch. You know, it's just, oh, that's interesting. Now, now execute it. And, and that's what doesn't happen consistently, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the notion of, um, yeah, that's fine if you want to do a year, but I really do think if you'd have had an episode devoted to some kind of traumatic or, or it, even if not traumatic, the notion of the acceptance of a loss, which is itself a traumatic big event, that's huge. And then that's 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 new that's new territory coming coming from that and saying like you've accepted a loss. Now you didn't lose it. What do you do now? That's interesting. But you got to bring us there emotionally. You know. I don't even really buy that she's moved on. I mean, if she's moved on, then why is she spending all this time investigating the burn? 
still trying to communicate with Discovery. So I mean, she gets into her uniform literally in this very first yeah, episode. Yeah, so I don't, even, I don't even really buy buy that she has moved on, per se. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think you're both kind of saying the same thing, is that it, it fails to achieve what the, what it's going for here. Uh, but I And I agree with that. I do agree with that. Um, but I was trying to say some positive things. Yeah. But I, the idea that they they had an idea about what they wanted to go for, you sure. know, which is is more than we've been yeah. saying for a while and a lot sure. of stuff on this show. And I think it would have been fine just to spend one episode on her being away. They could do it. They could do a year in an episode, um, you know, and, and just do or, you know, just do do just do an episode where she's living her life in that year and what it's kind of like that would have benefited everything that would have been a risky thing and i would i agree i would have liked to have seen them do something like that again i i really like the way this show looks yeah there's all those shots on the bridge the colors the light the dark the shadows the depth to every shot it's just the the design work is so good sometimes i don't love the way the camera moves as much it's it's just always i don't know i notice it i think about it it seems but that's a very, very minor complaint. I love the way the show looks. I really do. I, I've, I know I've said it before, but it's it looks better than shows that cost way more money. It looks better than shows that are, you know, more popular. Stuff like The Mandalorian. You know, other really big sci-fi shows that a lot of people watch. So, Brian, I was going to ask you, you know, so we kind of get into the meat of this episode. I know you kind of said you had, when we started the season, you had issues with, like, the kind of post-apocalyptic society, you know, it doesn't really match what, you know, Starfleet doesn't, you know, then we go, ba- we well, go back to Earth. Well, we get, what I'm saying is we go back to Earth and we kind of find Earth has become this kind of conservative, yeah. you know, hey, we're going to take, we can take care of ourselves. We no, yeah, it's really, it, especially after, you know, the last administration in this country, you know, that xenophobia, it was sad because at the very beginning, they're talking about, uh, okay, so here's what the burn actually was. Suddenly, overnight, all ships with warp cores basically exploded. That is pretty damn dark and depressing. And that is a, as I talked about last time, so much of my love for Star Trek is the idea of this hopeful future. And this is the opposite of that. This is saying that all that work and beauty from all the other shows was building up to pointlessness because it was just going to blow up. <laughs> you know? But actually, even darker than saying 100 years ago, 150 years ago, whatever it was, uh, every ship with a operating warp core blew up. Almost darker to the idea of Star Trek is to have this representative from, what's it called? United Earth? Something whatever. like that. Yeah have this representative from Earth, when they say Earth's no longer part of the Federation, her response is, why should we be? We can take care of ourselves. That is frightening. And I know it's it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be bad. But I think it's way more awful than 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 they give it credit for. It's really fundamentally the opposite of Idic. You know, it's, it's so against everything that not that just that I personally love about Star Trek or that I want to get from Star Trek, but it's it's like the it's what I think of as the whole dang point. That 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 was hard. I really just have to try and forget about Star Trek being in the name of the show. 
uh, and I'm trying to just be objective. As you heard me start off, I said a lot of positive things before you. <laughs> I brought up the bad thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's, why should we be? We can take care of ourselves. <sighs> that is frightening. But, well, then it even goes even further. We get into the, you know, we get into the episode where they're, you know, you know, fighting these, you know, creatures, these aliens, supposed aliens who are, who, you know, want to, you know, we're, as the audience early on, we're led to believe that these aliens are kind of trying to attack Earth and, you know, take their resources. It's like the, take, who, what's that Aquaman villain? Man, Manta, whatever his name is. Mantis first. Mantis, yes. <laughs> So then, you know, then obviously we find out that they're human and they've been, you know, they were on Titan and then they're not allowed to come back to Earth because, you know, what you mentioned before, Brian, you know, Earth has become this xenophobic place in society, which is, which is, you're right, it's it is very dark and it's very dark in, in the Star Trek universe because like, I think, you know, all of us have talked about like the reason that part of the reason that we love Star Trek is it's such a hopeful and, and hopeful way to think of you know the human story and the, the human future you know in some form that we become an open society that you know takes care of one another and we kind of explore out and you know in the space and that kind of thing it's a it's a hopeful message and you know to kind of see earth i agree with you to kind of see earth to kind of revert back to kind of it's almost it's kind of almost like the dark age. it's almost like they're saying it's the dark ages without saying it steve you've been quiet come on well, I I, th- I think that the the trick is if you go down this path, you've got to deliver to bring it back. If you want to be Star Trek, you've got to you've got to bring us back to the point where we have the hope again, and maybe we'll still see it. But so far, it's it's still lackluster. You know, we've seen the you know we know the rest of the season. It's like okay, fine, whatever. But you know, it's 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 really hard, and that and that's the danger of what they chose to do here i mean it's 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 the next closest thing to a reboot you can do is you go so far forward that there's nothing to refer to but the problem is is that uh it's still in our lives so you recognize it as a future for us still it's like everything was cool and then it wasn't you know um we recognize logically that there are cycles you know throughout history but you know for the spirit of the show i think you have to uh, ultimately come out of it even stronger and 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 work through all these things and fix it and that's that's a that's a tall order for a series i kind of think also think that disappointing they only spend one out you know basically what a half an episode at earth you know we kind of have these these dark looks at earth like you know they're they've closed they've closed off to the rest of the, the universe basically and then it's it's kind of weird. In the episode, at the very end of the episode, you know, they're going back down to Starfleet Academy. There's the tree that's you know gotten bigger after the past um, millennia. So it's kind of like a well, what is Earth? Is it this, still this hopeful place that is inclusive and and is accepting of all societies, kind of like we got at the end, or is it more the xenophobic place that we saw earlier in the episode? Mm-hmm. So to me, there's there's a weird. Uh, like, what are you trying to say about Earth and human society in this episode? Because you start off kind of dark and xenophobic, but by by the end, you're showing familiar scenes and sights, and then you're darting off to you know wherever else, and we yeah. don't see Earth again the rest of the season. So, I you know, 
to me, I'm like, well, why did you even bother doing this if you're not going oh. to explore what's going on in human society? In a sense, it's another missed opportunity in a way. It's almost like when you put it that way, it's almost like the whole thing is moving too quickly. If you want to cover all this ground, spend hmm. some time on it. If you don't want to, then don't go there because you had a chance. If you go to Earth, you could tell a story about this is home. This look at this tree that we knew and now it's bigger and blah, blah, blah. Or here's the ruins of this thing that we once were 900 years ago, whatever you want to do, but then tell the story of, okay, but this isn't home now. Home is something else. And we adapt and learn to go there. They don't do that. It's just kind of this, you know, flyby and oh, cute, the tree or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then we move on. Same sense. We go to earth. They have this fundamental like in in their core being problem and we fix it <laughs> yeah. just gonna fix yeah. it and the next episode we're going to talk about the trill homeworld they've had this fundamental core issue with their species that sounds like they're just going to die out and they've been having hundreds of years and they're on the verge of extinction discovery fixes it <laughs> yeah. you know it, it it makes it feel so shallow and light and well i think we've talked about that that's a, there's an overarching theme even in discovery season to season it's like there's these cataclysmic things and and, and discovery is the only one that can fix it i'm now i'm not saying that's not been a theme throughout star trek you know the enterprise has, has saved the world plenty of times and that kind of thing but i think what steve mentioned in the previous podcast is like you know that it's almost like they have to get they put themselves in a corner where you know discovery has to do like these you know almost you know avenger type things to to come out on top and i don't and i think that's my disappointment in discovery it's like you don't have to jump the shark every season to to remain relevant you can slow it down and tell human stories you tell character stories and um that's kind of what's disappointing here because there's a lot that you can well there's a lot you could tell you could have told about burnham in her year away what did she go through the emotional toll that that was on her being alone being by herself there's a lot of great human stories you can tell there and on top of that in the second half you have what what happened on earth like you, there's a lot to tell there and it's just kind of glossed over and then you know we go to trill and we get more of the home the trill home world than we do of get of earth and then you know down the road we go to the you know the federation bubble in the middle of the, the you know space so i think we keep hitting on this that they keep missing opportunities to tell great stories just to get on to the action and you know the you know the heroes saving the universe type stuff and you don't have to do that in this in this format to see that's the thing too is like you essentially have a a way you know people star trek fans are paying to see this this is a whole new game you know so you can you can do that you can you can pause and tell big character stories and get really uh, get into the minutiae into the weeds of this stuff and i think it'll be it would be more appreciated than trying to make the biggest thing ever in so many instances i think i think it would be better that way i don't i just think, yeah because brian you brought up the mandalorian earlier i mean the Mandalorian that's an that's a simple story that's about a a guy trying to protect a child that's that's the main crux of the story. It's simple, and you can tell human stories within that. I think the problem with, with that we get into with Discovery is they try to go too big with what they're trying to do, and you you have these missed opportunities of telling human stories. You know, you know that um, we can all relate to. What's this episode about? This episode, uh, you know, this is kind of what I took. You know, it's accepting your path. 
accepting things that might not have turned out the way you wanted to or the, the way you thought they would turn out to. You know, it's kind of coming to terms with that emotionally. We kind of see that, you know, that kind of, I think that plays out more in the next episode, but we see the beginnings of that with um, Tilly and obviously Burnham, you know, um, and our, you know, her talking about the past year and how she's moved on and that kind of thing. You know, we kind of get an overarching visual of it with Earth that, you know, Earth has moved on from, you know, um, this Starfleet, this Federation dream. So it's kind of about coming to terms with what what you thought could be that didn't turn out to be. It's kind of what I took from it. Yeah, kind of like we discussed, uh, they, they because of the missed opportunities to tell uh, better tales, you know, it would have been probably better served to split this up into three or four different things and then really focused on certain, you know, subjects. But yeah, that what I took from it was this notion of, you know, the, the, you have these expectations and they're not always met. And then you have to, um, you have to go beyond, you have to consider, okay, what's next and how do I continue with my ideals when I wasn't going to get to that point? in the way I thought I was going to, you know, that, that may be the story ultimately they're trying to tell with going to earth and earth is not what earth is not the home it was or whatever. But, um, I don't, I don't know they did such a great job of it, but I, I think that may be the ultimate, you know, thing they're trying to portray here in some respect. All right, let's do six degrees for people of earth. Adam, are you going to take this one or the next sure, one? Sure, I'll go first. Name the fourth season next-gen Dr. Crusher episode that introduced the Trill. Mm-hmm. Um, is it called the Symbiont? Nope. Steve? How about the host? Yep. Forget-Me-Not, Season 3, Episode 4. Original release date, November 5th, 2020. Directed by Hanel M. Culpepper. Written by Alan McElroy, Chris Silvestri, and Anthony Marinville. Guest cast include Michelle Yeoh as Philippa Giorgio, Ian Alexander as Gray Tal, Andreas Apergy as Guardian Z, Blue Del Barrio as Adira Tal, Karen Robinson as Pav, Andrew Shaver as Voss, Annabelle Wallace as Zora, Kenneth Welsh as Sinatal, Emily Coots as Kayla Detmer, Patrick Kwok June as Jen Reese, Oyen Oladehu as Joanne Osekun, Ronnie Rowe Jr. as R.A. Bryce, Sarah Midich as Nilsson, Julianne Grossman as Discovery Computer, Raven Dowda as Tracy Pillard, Elena Dunkelman as Engineer, Christine Wynn as Engineer, and David Benjamin Tomlinson as Linus. Adira cannot remember how she came to be the host of Tall Simiot, and she cannot access the memories of her previous hosts, such as Sienna. The crew and Adrena decide to go to Trill in hopes that Trill can help unlock their memories. The Trill are also no longer part of the Federation, but welcome Discovery due to the need for new symbiont hosts. However, many Trill refuse to believe that a non-Trill could host a symbiont, and Adrian is turned away. Medical officer's log. Supplemental. Our trip to Earth was... eye-opening. A reality check. Such as reality is. It's starting to hit everyone. Just how little we have to hold on to. The personal moments we use to define ourselves. Birthdays. Anniversaries. Graduations. Funerals. 
We've jumped past all of them. They feel lost. All right, I'm going to continue the trend of trying to say positive things first. I really love Culber. I think Culber is very good, and most of that is probably Wilson Cruz, who I think is so great as Culber. He's relentlessly calm and positive, and if I needed a doctor, I would really want it to be Culber. <laughs> and he's just so full of love, and his, all the, the good scenes in this episode are Culber scenes to me. That's the scene when he's with um, talking to Burnham and asking her to go down to uh, Trill with Adira, and at the end there, when Detmer tells Culber she's not okay, and the way he reacts, which is to basically not react, he's like, you know, it's great. He is good, and that character is just good. It's all good. And I wouldn't have thought that. You'll think back to the first couple times we saw him. I mean, I don't think he would stand out the way he did, or does. I agree. He's definitely good, and the, you know, the relationship between him and Stamets is good. It's interesting. Yeah, I didn't even um, mention that part from this yeah. episode. Yeah, um, yeah, their relationship is very interesting. Um, you know, obviously they've—that's a mistake they cleared up from season. You know, back way back in season one, where they, you know, we the guy we won't name anymore killed him. So, <laughs> um, so, but yeah, they've definitely corrected that, and he's definitely a, a, a interesting character, and he's a cool part of the show. So I definitely agree with you there, Brian. I I agree. I've got specifically in my notes Colbert is great um and uh, yeah so i i think overall in this episode i dig way more than the um, the other one we reviewed in this podcast uh, overall i think you like it, this episode more than the last one i do i, th- I, I think too. i think why is because there's focus at least there's like at least we're going to we're going to touch on a subject we're going to focus on certain characters we're going to dig into this thing it's not perfect there is a little bit of this thing that they do sometimes where they try to just uh, appease Trek fans by, hey, let's do something cool. Let's go to Trill and make it look just like it did 800 years prior or whatever else and all that stuff. And that that's, that's, that is cool and it's fun. But the biggest thing is that they're, they're focusing on, on characters more than just a plot thing. You know, ultimately we learn something and that moves the season along and that's fine. But I think why I like this is because you know, you get, you get some development you have all those great moments with Colbert. Um, but also you have, um, our lead character doing something big, constructive, you know, kind of an emotional support role, but, um, that that's interesting too. And, and we expand upon, um, a, a world, an aspect of a world that we we've seen before, but not quite in this way. So I'm not saying this is great or anything, but I, I, I do like it comparatively you know at least there's kind of a a focus there's a, a, a thing and and at the end i'm i'm a buster keaton fan too so i like that too yeah yeah definitely i think this is i think in this episode they did what we were complaining about in the previous episode where they didn't slow it down to kind of let the audience catch up emotionally and they were able to do that in this episode obviously that's is you know it's a huge crazy unbelievable thing you know you go 900 years into the future you leave all your friends and family and everything that you've known behind and they 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 dig into that in this episode you know they have the you know saru talking to the you know the computer uh, i'm just on a side note that's kind of weird to me that no that that wasn't made into a bigger deal that the computer is now you know almost sentient 
but we'll get into that later. But yeah, you know, he he he's kind of starting to understand that. Um, you know, from the doctor that the crew is is physically well, but they're mentally not. And you know, he tries to bring them together. And you, that was a that's a cool scene with them all around the 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 dinner table, and they're kind of fighting like a normal family. They're airing out their grievances and you know what's bothering them, and it's it's emotionally cathartic, I think for the characters and also the audience, because like I said, we're going to complain about this again, going forward, how fast they just run through things and they don't take time to, for the audience or the characters to kind of just set and, 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 and breathe it in and deal with it. And um, I think discovery doesn't do that very often, but they did it in this episode and it works really well. Um, I, I agree with you, Steve, there's definitely some flaws in this episode, but overall it's, it feels more human, for lack of a better term. It feels more, you know, like they're telling us stories about the characters as opposed to, like, what craziness is going on outside the ship. When Burnham and Adira are in that, like, I don't know, are they supposed to be, like, what are they? Memory tent- tentacles? I don't know, whatever those things are that are trying to touch them. I, mean, I just, I didn't quite... I don't know. It uh, that, that didn't exactly work for me. And it, there was also a moment where it like it felt very transparent that they haven't figured out how to uh, and hey, this is a 50-year-old problem or something, but transcend the the TV structure. This is a streaming show. It doesn't have to have commercial breaks, right? There's there's a moment where She's suddenly building up, open the box, open the box now, hurry. And it's like the music builds up and then it cuts to black. And like, that's, that's the end of an act, a traditional TV structure, it's commercial break. And then we come back and it was, it, it just felt so forced and pointless. And you, you forget, Brian, there's um subscription tiers with, with um, CBS. now. Paramount. Well, then they, they didn't, they didn't have to do it the way they did it. It was just kind of, it was one of those things where it was like, it just, it just reminded me of the falsity of the whole endeavor. I don't know. Well, and that kind of thing is 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 a bit of a um, just a, a falling back to a a way of doing things that doesn't need to be. I I agree. I've seen we've seen this several times where they just kind of they they cut to beats because that's the way the beats have always been instead of doing what you could do when you have total freedom. But oftentimes total freedom is is hard. That 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 that's harder. Right. If you don't have constraints, it things are tougher than if you are just left open. And I think that's what they often fall victim to. I, I agree that um, some of that stuff, the whole, it, you know, you know, when they when they fall when they go afoul of things is when they over-explain. You know, if you try to like say, oh, we're connecting this things to, and here come the tendrils and all this stuff. Who cares? No one cares about that. They, I mean, I think they've learned by now. I mean, early on they were saying we're leaving techno babble behind and all this stuff when they were starting this new round of things, but then they come back to that. It's like no one cares. Don't explain. You know, you can show. And just leave it. You know that that's a mistake they're still making. What do we think of the new character of Adira, and I guess by extension, Gray? I'm fine with Adira. I I like. You know, this is this is a play for you know old fans who um you know we remember Dax and we remember the Trill and you know we know all about them. It's kind of interesting to watch this. You know, it's kind of interesting to watch this episode where 
we as the audience or you know hardcore hardcore fans know more than the actual crew because like what is the the first scene where they're talking about Trill and Shrew and Burnham, they're to, they don't really seem to know a whole lot about the Trill. They're like, oh, they're kind of peaceful, but they don't really know a whole lot about them. So that's kind of fun as as the audience that you know more than the the actual crew in the show does. Um, so and it's it's an interesting yeah it's an interesting concept. You know you have she's human as we know um, from you know next gen you know humans can't survive very long with a host that was Riker correct um, and and so it, it doesn't work it only works with trills so it's interesting to see the evolution you would think after 900 years there would be an evolution and the symbionts probably realizing that they don't have a choice but to start connecting with other you know beings that they're not going to survive because I think the, the crux of it is is that the symbiont has to choose the host like that's kind of what the point they made in this episode and her not remembering it remembering any of this and you know um it actually being her um boyfriend that you know the her the person that she was deeply in love with that whole scene the back scene so it's a, it's an interesting compelling story and it kind of it gives them freedom to kind of do bring a bring about a character that we're kind of familiar with but in a whole different light so um i I, I remember liking her and her character in this in this season. Just for clarity, it's it, later this season. Adira selects a different pronoun besides her, doesn't Adira? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what what later, is it? later this season? Did we remember? I, I believe it's the, the they them they them. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Just wanted to make sure I got that right. If I was speaking about. Yeah, at this then, point in the season, it, there, it's not clear that there's any kind of um, they they just don't they just don't address gender in general. I don't think, but yeah, but yeah, I I, um, I think it's interesting. I think I think uh, broadly speaking, it's interesting. You know, and it's one of these things that only sci-fi can really tackle. This notion of you acquire a, a part of you know your partner in some kind of way you know when they pass that kind of thing and so that that's that's interesting and they you know it, it, we're probably going to talk about it being as a missed opportunity going forward there's going to be several times where we say like well they could have done so much more with that um but broadly speaking the concept is concept is yeah, it's a cool idea cool yeah. idea what's this episode about what i took from this episode um from both the the b and the a story um it's about emotional trauma and how to deal with that. You know, there's the repressing that trauma. You kind of, you see that in the, the bridge crew that they've been kind of repressing these things for the past, you know, several episodes and it just kind of explodes out. Um, and that's when, you know, we, we kind of start seeing them. Okay. Now we have to deal with that. We have to like learn to cope with this and we have to learn to trust each other and we have to learn to be a family to kind of cope with this, you know, this craziness that we're 900 years in the future and we are, we're completely disconnected from everything that we used to know. And that connects also to the, you know, to the story with Adira, you know, obviously she, she experienced this great trauma of the, of her, uh, you know, of the love of her life, you know, dying and then taking on, you know, the symbiont that was part of him and, and having to deal with that, you know, and coming to turn, you know, coming to terms with, you know, the tentacles, as you were talking about, you know, she was, she refused to kind of face that pain. And I guess that's kind of what they're kind of going through with this episode that you kind of have to face any kind of emotional trauma 
and heal from that before you can move on. Yeah, I like that. And I think this is another example of of their pacing being a little off because you had a couple of stories that were um, very memorable and they're involved in the same episode versus the last episode, which felt like me, like I don't remember anything of it. Um, at least they didn't call the prior episode, forget me not, because that would have been very ironic, but, um, but, but yeah, I, I think, I think that they've got some interesting things to say here in terms of, um, in, ter- in terms of, of, of memory and, and coping and, and dealing with uh, trauma in some respect. I think that's what they're trying to say is how you, how you adapt and how you cope and how you uh, recuperate from traumatic events. That, that is the one thing in common with the A and B story, whichever, whichever the A and B story are in this episode. All right, let's do six degrees for forget me not, Steve. Yep. This is the first time we've seen the Trill home world since DS9's Equilibrium. What season was that? One, three, five. Okay. Three. Yep. Because mm-hmm. we saw it, I think, prior in season two, but the last time was Equilibrium season three. Uh, we had uh, Lower Decks Season 2 premiere last week. What days of the week do they put that stuff up? Wednesdays, Thursdays? Thursday. So season or Episode 2 hasn't... I, I did watch Episode 1 because I had a couple days left on my Paramount Plus subscription. <laughs> but uh, it's fun. It's exactly what I expected. Yeah, it was fun. Mm-hmm. I, saw um, a com- I can't remember. I saw a commercial for, some, uh, for Lower Decks on something unusual. It was like primetime tv i don't remember what i was watching but i thought oh wow thanks and i don't even think it was on cbs that was kind of weird Weird. but yeah other than that not not a lot going on so you can send us an email trekcompanion at gmail.com our facebook listener page is facebook.com slash trekcompanion and our twitter handle is at trekcompanion thank you so much for spending an hour with us we're going to be back in two weeks to discuss the next two episodes of discovery's third season until then take it easy bye guys see ya I passed it.